Hi everyone, I'm Zoe from Property Lim Brothers. So in this episode, we will explore if home prices in Singapore will keep on rising, especially with the increasing interest rate. And do stay to the end as we share our short to long-term view of the property market in Singapore. So it is not new news that home prices have been rising. So according to the latest URA report, with respect to the previous quarter, prices of private residential properties in Singapore increased by 3.5% in second quarter in 2022 as compared to a 0.7% increase in the first quarter. So HDB prices have also been climbing for nine consecutive quarters in the latest data released by HDB. So resale prices actually rose quicker at 2.8% in the second quarter in 2022 as compared to the 2.4% in the first quarter. So incidentally or not, we are also experiencing high inflation. The Consumer Price Index, CPI in Singapore, has accelerated the most in July in more than 13 years. So the question is, is there a correlation between inflation and property prices? And if there is, what would that mean for property prices in Singapore? But before we go into that, let's first understand what inflation is and why a high inflationary environment is bad. So according to the IMF, inflation refers to how prices increase over a given period of time. So an overall increase in price also means that every unit of money has declining purchasing power. So for example, a cup of coffee that cost 25 cents in 1970 will now cost $2 in 2022. So while low inflation is a sign of a healthy economy, high inflation is definitely not a good news for any economy. So when the cost of living becomes higher, what we used to be able to purchase easily may no longer be as affordable. So if it is an essential item or service that we need, a higher cost would mean that we need to dig into our savings, our pocket money to pay for it. So surely but slowly, soon enough, consumers will then prioritise their spending on what is essential and what is not so essential and those that they absolutely need. So this will lead to many non-essential businesses running the risk of closing down. Then the question is, what causes inflation? So primarily, inflation happens when there is an increase in money supply by authorities or by devaluing currencies through legal methods. So monetary authorities could also purchase government bonds from banks as a way to bring more money into the economy. So authorities use such measures to really encourage spending and boost positive consumer sentiment so as to better the economy as a whole. So therefore, with more currency circulating in the economy, it loses the purchasing power and it drives inflation via three ways, namely the demand pull effect, the cost push effect and the built-in effect. So in a demand pool scenario where people have more money, they tend to spend more. So this will then drive up the demand for goods and services and soon the supply will not be able to catch up with the demand, causing prices to rise. This demand pool scenario will eventually lead to cost push effect. So when prices rise and people expect to be paid more in wages, so in turn companies will need to charge more for their goods and services so that they can pay for all these higher salaries. So now that we understand what inflation is and what causes it, what is then the correlation between inflation and prices of goods and services, especially property prices? So when supply is limited, inflation drives prices up regardless of the goods. And this is very true for property market as well. So for example, if there are five homes in the market with $10 of currency in the market, then each home is worth $2. 
But if there is more money in the system, let's say for example $20, then each home is now worth $4. So a rising inflation pushes prices up only if there is only so much supply of goods in the market. This correlation between inflation and limited supply of goods can be best observed from past data. So if you were to compare the Singapore Residential Property Price Index, RPPI, that tracks the change in transacted prices of residential property against the Consumer Price Index, CPI, in Singapore over the last 10 years, you will see that both graphs trend in tandem. And precisely because of this correlation, real estate is a preferred asset class. Especially in an inflationary environment right now, real estate preserves the capital because the real value of the property adjusts for inflation. So to calculate inflation, a basket of goods and services that are commonly used by the residents or households in Singapore is first identified and given a certain weightage. Now these goods and services are updated every five years to stay relevant to consumption patterns. So these costs are then tracked and compared monthly. So in the latest basket of goods and services in measuring CPI in 2014, there are 10 broad categories of goods and services with housing and utilities occupying the largest weightage at 26.3%. So this affects the CPI the most. So it is not surprising for the property price index to move in tandem with the consumer price index. Uh, if you were to look at the low interest rate environment before 2021, uh, it has led to more spending, there was more liquidity in the market, and this has led to uh, increased price of goods and services. Now why is that so? It is because consumers can afford to spend more on the limited supply of houses back then. So as long as the supply of homes remains limited, residential property price index correlates closely to CPI in Singapore. So back to our question, will prices of homes keep on rising in this environment? So in our opinion, prices of homes is likely to rise further due to two reasons. Now the very first reason is that inflation is likely to stay elevated in the short term. Now inflation today is caused by two reasons. The first reason is due to the excess money in the system when authorities increase the supply of demand at the beginning stages of the pandemic to really encourage spending. And the second reason for inflation today is because the supply of goods is unable to meet the strong demand. So during the pandemic, demand for goods increased tremendously. But as borders reopen, the supply of goods is unable to meet this uh, increasing demand of goods and services. So coupled with supply chain limitations, lockdown in China and the increased energy prices in the Ukraine-Russia war, uh, these factors continue to drive up costs. Therefore, experts expect prices and inflation to remain high for a couple of years until supply chains are able to cope with the demand and this may take a while because bringing inflation down is not easy. So Fed Chair Jerome Powell reiterated on 26 August that Fed's goal is to bring inflation down to 2%. So in the recent meeting, they have recently raised the rates by another 75 basis point, making this the fifth time they have raised the interest rates in an effort to rein in the inflation. However, these efforts to bring down inflation will hamper growth and soften the labour market, and this will be painful for most households. At some point, he expects the increase of rates to slow down as policies tighten and take effect to better balance supply and demand. If you look at past data, it took Fed around 5 months to increase the interest rates. Uh, they will likely take an equal or even longer time to lower the interest rates cautiously as seen in 2019 to 2020. Therefore, in our opinion, inflation rates are unlikely to come down yet. Now, the second reason why we think that prices of homes is likely to rise further is because the supply of new homes is unlikely to meet demand in the short term. So when the pandemic hit in 2020 and countries went into lockdown, 
most of the construction sector came to a halt for around two years. So even though the sector has started gaining traction slowly since 2021, the rate of resuming operations to pre-COVID levels is hampered by rising costs of resources as supply chains struggle to keep up with the demand. So in addition, there were global events such as the Russian-Ukraine war, China lockdowns that further put a strain on the supply chain. So what this means is that new homes now need a longer time to complete and those who intend to buy will need to wait much longer. And those who can't afford to wait will then turn to ready resale units and this will drive up the resale demand, the resale prices. So where does the demand come from? So with work from home becoming the norm and with the growing culture of a hybrid workplace model, uh, Singaporeans continue to prefer bigger units so that they can work and live harmoniously. So ever since the 2000s, HDB flat types have reduced in size as the average household size reduces. So this is the same for condominiums. Since the implementation of TDSR, uh, developers are building smaller units to make it affordable. Thus, buyers turn to resale market in search for bigger space even though it might be older. So in addition, amidst the global economic outlook that's not very certain, there is turmoil, foreign demand for properties in Singapore continue to soar as they recognise Singapore as a safe haven to invest in. So with all this demand, yet in the short term, the supply chain is unlikely to keep up with this. The current stock of new private homes is dwindling. So according to URA, at the end of second quarter at 2022, there are 17,506 unsold private residential units and ECs. Now, while this supply have gone up slightly from a low of 17,140 unsold units at the end of third quarter 2021, this supply is still at one of the lowest levels in four years. So on average, based on take-up rate from 2012 to 2021, Singapore needs about 10,750 new private residential units annually. This means that the current new private housing stock that we have would only last for roughly about 1.5 years only. So in response to the growing demand, MND has announced a potential supply of about 8,000 units including EC from government land sales sites, confirmed list sites and on-block sales sites. The HDB also plans to increase the supply of new flats over the next two years. So they have plans to launch 23,000 flats per year in 2022 and 2023. And they are prepared to launch in totality 100,000 flats from 2021 to 2025. So while the construction sector continues to recover and until all these planned uh, new housing units are completed, the demand will still likely outweigh the supply in the short term. So in summary, the real estate market today is right in the perfect storm of high inflation, high interest rate, rising local and foreign demand and yet dwindling supply of new homes. So this imbalance of supply and demand is why we are witnessing the accelerating rate in home prices. So in our opinion, in the next six months to a year, resale prices are expected to rise further in tandem with demand. A new condo prices will also continue to rise because it's becoming more expensive to build with the rising cost of resources and manpower. So the spillover effect into the rental market is expected to continue as we witness rental prices rising. So in the short to mid term, we do expect the demand to be balanced out by the increased housing supply eventually as the construction sector recovers further and supply chain eases. So housing prices in certain sectors are also expected to consolidate. So that's all for the episode today. If you wish to find out what are the opportunities you can tap on in today's market, feel free to reach out to our team. I'm Zoe and I'll see you in the next episode.